Three by five live podcast. I am alive and well. Survive trans Rockies. We got balloons and fanfare behind us. Thank you. Because my parents and sister and brother in law uh, decorated on my office and our house. I was going to say your sister did our house too. So yeah, exactly. Lo- he had lots of balloons and, and <laughs> gifts and motivational <sighs> posters. When he got so home. sweet. It was awesome. <laughs> So that's what we last week we talked about the my Masogi, which was this Trans Rockies run, six days, 120 miles through the Rocky Mountains. If you didn't tune in last week, and the Masogi is like one big event adventure <clears throat> goal for the year. Yep, and that's what this was. So this week we're going to break down lessons learned. We're going to try to keep this short. I have five bullet points, of like kind of like lessons. Not to get too listy here, but I'm going to just kind of try to fire through them. Jesse's going to kind of interject her thoughts along the way. Because I learned some lessons too. <laughs> so let's <laughs> do it. So the first one is the power of community. Uh, it's, I think we're in this like COVID era and it, I guess I didn't realize how much I was missing community, but I mean, just the vibration, not to get woo woo of this entire, oh, get <laughs> of this, this <laughs> entire collective was crazy. I mean, there was 350 people there. There's a hundred plus volunteers. So it was a big group. It didn't feel like a big group and just everybody's positive energy connecting with people uh, was just so overwhelming in a very uplifting way. I felt it. I mean, I wasn't even, I, I think something that drew you to the community and which was so great at fostering that was that every person in there had that shared interest of doing this race and, yes. you know, the struggle and whatever. But I can tell you that even from, you know, I was a support person, I came in on day three and I immediately felt like, you know, people were so welcoming, even to me, like mm-hmm. with open arms and asking me questions. And, you know, Brian had been talking, it was our anniversary the day that I showed up. And so before I even like met people, they'd be like, Oh, you're Brian's wife. Happy anniversary. It was like, see, really, that? Really see what cool. I did there. Yeah. He, like, planted <laughs> some seeds. Yes. <laughs> but it was, it was a really, really cool experience. And like you said, that idea of community, it's hard sometimes to yeah. find your people. Right. And usually the, the strongest, bonds are formed when you have a shared interest or a like. And so, um, you know, we've talked about before that, that in order to find your community or find your people, it's not just going to show up for you. You have to kind of do some work in order to make that happen and bring that to fruition. And, um, there were so many like sub communities within this race. Like there was a group of women who they had all this gear that said like trail sisters on it. Mm-hmm. And I had inquired about it cause I was curious. And it was a group of women who are across the country. I think they originated in Colorado, but they have these different chapters and they connect with each other through trail running. And, um, you know, it was obviously such a solid group of, of women and seeing them support each other in this particular race was, was awesome. And just made me think like insert whatever into the trail running category, right. whatever that spark is for you. And that's how you're going to find your people. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So go find them. Find them. Find them. <laughs> so two questions I was asking myself about community was, you know, our two thoughts was your life will be measured by the quality of your relationships. So just fostering stronger relationships. Uh, and then instead of asking, what am I missing in my life? Who am I missing in my life? 
Um, because at the end of the day, that's what's going to matter. And that's a question that's not just like you asked that once. Like we talk mm-hmm. about, you know, seasons of life, it gets really hard to foster some of the relationships that were always so seamless before, you know, when you, you have kids or like when you're going through these different stages of your life and, you know, talking about work, I think you always have had a superpower to, you know, focus on your relationships and be really connected with your friendships. And I think recently when you're not on to like on track with that, you say so. And I think recently you said, like, I feel like I need to get back to my relationships. I think you were in training mode, you were in mental mode. And mm-hmm. now you're like, phew, I have, I have some spare time. So if your relationships are suffering or you're, or they're not as strong as you want, you can always start whenever you can start. So going back to some of your fundamentals. Yeah. And, and- I mean, one when you're talking there, one thing I was thinking about too is if you guys are following me, uh, you may have heard me say like I, I was really struggling to sleep, okay. and I and I was only getting averaging like three and a half hours of sleep the first few days. And when you're putting your body through so much, um, you need sleep. And Jesse knows very well that when I don't get my sleep, uh, oh. I'm not the happiest of people. So, but I was waking up still like excited and vibrant. So that told me two things: like I was doing something I was passionate about. And I was like feeling the vibration of the collective. The community was uplifting me and giving me energy uh, when I needed it. So I just felt that power there, Mm -hmm. which was pretty cool. All right. right. Next. We've talked about this before, but really quick going to hit on the power of thoughts. Um, I, for some reason in my twisted mind, thought day six was going to be the easiest. Um, It was actually one of the hardest days because of the elevation gain and the distance. And plus it's day six. So you're tired. Um, but all along, I was like, you know, my body's just going to click in and be like, okay, we're doing this again. And I was just going to go on autopilot. That's what I thought. But that's what happened. So it was really interesting that maybe it didn't matter. Maybe my body would have just clicked in and it would have been a good day. But I think my thoughts and me telling myself that on repeat really made it such a great day. You did. You straight up said that the second he woke up in the morning and it was like 4.30 in the morning because the race that day started at 7. He's like, I think today's going to be the easiest day. And I was like, okay, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go do it. it. Let's do it. Uh, so uh, next thing is the, the power of newness, which I love this thought process is as we age, we do less and less new things. Um, we just get into our routine. Like you've always talked about Jesse, but like, when you do new things, time slows down and just reflect back on childhood and summers felt like they lasted forever because you were at camp for the first time. You were playing in the stream and, you know, catching lizards for the first time, whatever it is, you're learning and you're growing. So it slows time down. And this week felt like it was forever, you know, because there's so many new things and new experiences. My senses were on overload. Um, and I think that's a way to slow down time. So then I guess the question would be as adults, like how do we foster that newness? And like, what are some things that you can bring into your life? Obviously like a race where you're being exposed to, you know, the outdoors or whatever it is, but even like, what are you learning? What are you digesting? What type of books are you reading? Like, you know, the power of the, of, of learning new um, personal wellness techniques is, is so powerful because Mm -hmm. you can sink into that. And then when you're doing some type of new, something new for yourself, whether it be a self-care habit or whatever, that newness is there. And so that ability to slow down time and be really intentional, I think is, is a pretty cool superpower for us. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, the next thing is fear. So, uh, we, we tend to, you know, fear comes from the stories we play in our heads and it usually comes from a lack of preparation or experience. So that again, so fear comes from the stories we play in our heads 
which usually comes from a lack of preparation or experience. Preparation or experience. Yes. So for me, I had a lot of fear around altitude and, you know, getting altitude sickness and how my body was going to react to that for some weird reason. I thought since I got seasick, I would get altitude sickness, which has no correlation, (laughs) but I did. So, but, so I, I, I was prepared for the race physically and I felt good there, but I didn't have the experience with altitude. And now that I have that experience, like I'm thinking of bigger races out there, uh, of what bigger challenges I can accomplish because I've overcome that fear. So it really made me think about in the future of breaking down, all right, is this lack of experience or lack, or, or is this lack of experience or is this lack of preparation whenever I am fear, feeling fear and then kind of chunking that down and working backwards? Is this specific to any fear, right? Like, or specific oh, yeah. to any fear? Because I think about even like with kids, right? A lot of their fear comes from things that are unknown, right? So mm-hmm. the experiences can foster that sense of like security, which I think is a really cool thing to think about. Oh, for sure. I flipped to Nash last night being fearful of the storm, right? Oh, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And the the lightning. He's very interested in lightning and where it goes our and what son, happens. Our son and is. yeah, our son Nash, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We digress. <laughs> I digress. Always comes back to the kids. It's a fear right now. I know. Uh, and the last point, guys, is which is awesome, is it's never too late. The people that got the biggest cheers at this race were the people that were coming in the last two hours. They had been out there for six, seven, nine. Eight, it was nine like nine hours. and a half hours yeah. on day six that people were still out there on the trails. Yeah. So, I mean, people, it was all different physical abilities and body types and ages. Uh, ages. Like people in their 70s. 80s. Cup. There was a guy in his 80s, wasn't there? I think so. Maybe. Yeah. Well, up there. And I mean, couples in their 60s doing it together, father-son duos, uh, daughters out there. And seeing the emotion on their face when they Mm -hmm. finished was pure joy in my heart. I mean, it was so inspirational. Not the people at the front of the pack, the professionals that were there. um, That was really cool to see. But just seeing the sheer joy uh, on these people's faces as they, they finished was so inspiring. And it just made me think like, it's never too late. Like if I wasn't doing this now and suddenly I saw this and I was in my fifties or sixties, it's just like, I can still do it, you know, with some preparation. Circling back to the community piece, I think that this speaks so highly of that community too, because trail racing in general, I found just through your journey and me kind of being that person who's at each of the aid stations, the people who support these races are so inclusive of everybody. And like you said, the cheers are even louder for the people who need the support. Like this race specifically had something called Dawn Patrol, which was set up for for people who might need a little bit of extra time. And so these people would wake up an hour earlier and they would meet together and they'd motivate each other and they'd, they'd, you know, run and hike together and it was incredible to watch the finish line as these as every person would come through the finish line it was it was really powerful it it totally was powerful so if you're interested trans rockies is a fantastic event Mm -hmm. i mean uh, i should have said that in the beginning just you know if you want to explore the rockies and an amazing goal you'll you will be supported you will be loved no matter where you are on your your physical mental path Mm -hmm. uh but it's an awesome, awesome experience. I can't speak highly enough about it. Or you find someone crazy enough to do it and you just support them. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of people doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my lessons learned from the Trans Rockies. Uh, Short, sweet here. And anything else? No, I think that, that you nailed it. 
Boom. We nailed it. We made it back for Tottenham, Colorado. <laughs> so if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please do uh, write a review if you haven't. Share with a friend. Uh, until next week. Next week. See ya. Bye. Hello, world. Wake me up to another good, good morning. Time to go. Oh, we are all.